Hey, welcome to a special episode of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So last week, Congress passed the third stimulus package, which is going to be sending $1,400 checks to many individuals and families. And if you're a family, you're likely to get a sizable amount of money coming in. And we've been getting a lot of questions because of this, especially things like, Brad, you know, what should we be doing with this money, especially if we're working this debt freedom success path that you guys talk about on the show? You know, how can we make the most of it? And we're going to be answering this exact question on today's show. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt Free Dad podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? Again, welcome to this special episode of the Debt-Free Dad podcast. We wanted to just take a minute and talk about this important subject and things that are happening just because they are very current. And and when we record this podcast, we're typically about a month ahead of time. So we wanted to jump in and at least give you guys some, I don't know, maybe some advice or maybe just some viewpoints on what we feel based on maybe your situation on what you should do with this money. So uh, again, if you would like to connect with us, you can find us on Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram, and also Facebook. Just search Brad Nelson Defrey Dad, and we would love to connect with you on one of those social platforms. And if after this show you still have questions, make sure you jump on one of those social platforms. Let us know. Hey, we're happy to answer any questions that we can to help you through this and to make the most of that money uh, that you're going to be getting. Uh, I think one thing I do want to mention uh, before we get started, guys, is is you know when COVID and like it's crazy enough, it's like as we're recording this, it's like a it's like the one year anniversary just about to the day almost <laughs> that all of this kind of just started to unravel a year ago, and. You know, I remember when we first recorded our special episode on COVID, you know, we had mentioned that there's this whole um, saying out there that we're all in this together. And and true, you know, hopefully we're all in this together, right? We're going to get through it, but we might have all just arrived in different boats. And I think that's why having a show like this is important to kind of talk about and break down based on where you're at. If you're listening to this show you know, if you're behind on bills, if you're building your emergency fund, if you're getting out of debt, you know, what are some things that you should be doing uh, with this money? All right. So first things first, what's in the stimulus? So I just want to break it down and I just want to break down the basics. Like if you really want the nitty gritty details, all you got to do is just go on Google and just search, hey, what's in the third stimulus? And you'll get tons of resources on what's going to be explained in or what's going to be actually in the stimulus. And it's just more than these checks. But if you're interested in more uh, make sure you go ahead and do that. So I want to talk about the most important things, though, as at least as it relates to people getting this windfall of cash, right? So as a single person, if you make $75,000 or less, you will get a $1,400 check, all right? And if you're married, filing jointly, making a combined $150,000 or less, you'll get a stimulus check as well. The both of you will, right? So you each are going to get the $1,400. Now, if you have kids... Each of those kids will also get $1,400 as well. And then as, you know, as, you know, your incomes change, you know, those just like the last stimuluses, some of it is going to get phased out. But that's really kind of the the nuts and bolts of it for the most part, right? And for many of us, we're kind of like stimulus pros now almost, right? We know if we're getting one or not based on just what they've done over the last two stimuluses, right? Um, also, a really interesting kind of, 
tweak to this stimulus is this whole child tax credit. And I just want to briefly mention this, and and this is something that's going to be kind of coming up. There's still information being kind of put out on how this is going to work. But here's what we know right now, and this is some information from CNET.com. And it says, the American Rescue Plan will temporarily give more money to families. And here's everything that changes for the child tax credit. The credits increase from $2,000 to $3,600 per child under six and $3,000 for children older than six. And if you've got older kids, like 17, 18, 19, even in college years, there's still going to be some sort of a credit that's going to be involved with that. It's not going to be this full amount that we just mentioned, but it's going to be a variation of it. Uh, The credit will also be fully refundable, which is brand new, right? So, I mean, they're basically going to give you a refund on this money as opposed to before. It was just a credit where it wasn't actually a realized refund. That's the difference here. The money from the credit will be split. This is where it gets interesting. So half will be paid through the tax refund and the other half will be paid monthly from July to December. So this is where it kind of gets a little gray. We're not really quite sure what this is going to look like just yet, but it sounds like starting in July, if you have kids, you are likely going to start receiving some sort of money for this refundable child tax credit. Uh, How they're going to do it, we don't know yet. Obviously, that information is still coming. So that this is all going to kind of play a role in this, too. We're going to talk more about the $1,400 because that's a known, like we know that, I mean, people have already started getting them in their bank account as of today, as we record this on, on Saturday. So, um, but the, the child tax credit is also going to be a part of this, too. So, you know, keep that in mind as we go through this topic today so you guys can think about how you're going to use that money coming up uh, in July. So, uh, guys, do we cut? And I know Amber, Amber, this is a little special for you because you're in Canada. I'm totally, I have no bias whatsoever. (laughs) But Ryan, I think I covered everything that for the most part that is going to affect most people, at least as far as getting actual cash. Right. Yeah. I think that, like you said, I think the, the, some of the reports are saying that the whole tax refund and the child credit, like some of that will be the tax refund would be 2021. There's some ideas that you could choose to not take it from Dece- from July to December and get the lump sum next tax season. Right. Um, so there's lots of those things are still being unpacked. And, you know, if you read some Google things, they tell you this. So I agree. I think the main focus is the $1,400 checks, but just know that there will be more money coming but it's just not known exactly how it's all going to work yet. Yeah. And as we always mention on this show, anytime we start talking about taxes, make sure you refer to a tax professional and don't rely on us because we are not licensed tax professionals on this show. Okay. Right. We're just going based off of what the information that's being presented out there, but everything you're going to want to confirm with that, with that licensed tax professional. So the question comes up, what should you do with this money? Right now, the point of this episode and why we wanted to come on and do this special episode was uh, to make sure that you ultimately have a plan for it. And, you know, we're, you know, big fans of having plans here on the show. If you've been listening for a while, we talk about it all the time. And the cool part about windfalls of cash like this, because I've had I've even had Roots members over this past week. Brad, it would be awesome if you did like a live or like a training on what are we supposed to do with windfalls of cash? Well, if you're following what we share on this show, you already have a plan for what you should be doing with it based on where you're at in the process of getting out of debt. And we're going to kind of break that down here today. But that's the beauty of having a plan is when you get extra money, like there is really no major like, what are we going to do with this? Well, if you've already got a plan, it's just like, hey, the more money we can feed the plan, the faster it goes, right? And so it makes it really easy to make decisions 
on what you're going to do with this money. Like in our family standpoint, we're getting, we're going to be getting this. A lot of people are shocked to, to hear that sometimes. They think just because I'm a financial coach, I make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> no, we make a typical American family income here. And we're going to be getting this as well. And and we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to do with it. But it was it was an immediate answer. There was like no thought to it. It was like, hey, we're we're doing this. This is our goal. Like this is where the money's going. Like it's it's there's no real extra energy put into that. So it's very similar for us. Um we have kind of been uh you know, <laughs> not really thinking we're going to get it. So we really haven't talked about it because we don't really like to th- like talk about money we might get or might not get. Yeah. So the fact that it just got signed this week, um, but we are having those same discussions here of, you know, what do we want to do with it? Um, what's the plan? Uh, we don't want to just sitting around because our old ways of sitting around tend to just creep up and suddenly you're spending it and you not really on the thing you wanted because you don't have a plan for it. So yeah, totally agree. And I'm a big fan of that whole idea, especially when you're relying on the government. <laughs> don't, don't rely on the government to save you. <laughs> like, you know, that's why people will ask me, Brad, what do you think about the potential third stimulus? Well, is it signed yet? No. Well, then I don't have any opinion on it because you know, it's just, I'm not depending on the government for anything, but now that it's signed, let's talk about what we should do with this. So number one, if you are behind All right. Or let's say you're in a situation where uh, things are unsettling. Let's say, you know, your hours are irregular. Your job's not super secure right now just due to covid and everything that's happening Um, in in my situation. In in that situation, I would say you want to make sure you're taking care of your necessities first and foremost. All right. Especially if you're behind. So uh, I'm encouraged and very excited to see that a lot of people who I've asked, not only in my roots group, but also in the Life Without Payments group, that a lot of them are getting caught up on bills who are behind. So things like, hey, get your rent caught up, right? Things like get your utilities taken care of, get your transportation needs taken care of, making sure like if you're behind on a car payment or behind on paying your insurance, things like that, make sure that those things get taken care of. And then obviously making sure you've got plenty of food. All right. Uh, I know that sounds like super basic, but it's amazing to me how many people will skip out on some of those necessities when things get stressful. So again, we kind of talk about this whole idea is protect the house. And if you're getting this windfall of cash, that's the first thing that you need to think about is the house protected. All right. And if the house isn't protected, we need to use that money first and foremost for those categories. Next one we want to talk about is uh, building your emergency fund. So if you're caught up and nothing's behind right now, and uh, let's say you don't have a solid emergency fund set up. Now, our recommendation here on this show is typically $1,000 to $3,000 based on what you feel makes you the most comfortable. Uh, When I was getting out of debt, it was anywhere between $1,500 to $2,000 typically is where I felt comfortable. So if you're without that emergency fund right now, this is the beautiful thing about this. This is like instant emergency fund, like done, right? You can immediately put in your emergency fund and you're on to the next step of paying off debt. That is, that's kind of the cool part about this is that if you're getting out of debt, I look at this and I don't know, you guys share your, share your feelings on this, but I look at this and say, man, if I was getting out of debt, this is amazing. Cause this is just speeding up the process of of getting out of debt, getting your emergency fund built, paying off some of those smaller debts. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity. Absolutely. It kickstarts it. But also if you've got like your job is a little bit shaky, you're not sure what's going to happen, you it's unstable, then maybe just kind of just leave it there. <laughs> add add as much as you can to it so that you can be secure if something were to happen to your job in a month. 
So once your emergency fund is built, then it's going to be all about like we recommend is just really focusing hardcore on paying off your debt. All right. Uh, and like we talked about, I think this is just a great way to get started. Now, we recommend the debt snowball. All right. And we have a whole entire episode uh, on this podcast about what's the best method to pay down debt. And we talk about the debt snowball compared to the other methods. That is, in our opinion, the absolute best method to do it. But at the same time, I'm going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite <laughs> because if you are getting like, especially let's say if you're a family, you know, uh, like for instance, you know, in our family, we're, we're going to get likely around five grand from this, you know, because I've got two kids and there's me and my wife and, you know, I mean, so if you think about that, that's a sizable amount of money. So let's think about, let's say you had a credit card that was a right around four to $5,000 and you're paying like 19% interest on that. In my opinion, you could potentially say, I'm not going to follow the debt snowball approach using this just yet. Instead, I'm going to wipe out this big debt over here that's eating up a lot of my income with interest and it'll take it out right away. So I think in some situations, some people may be able to do like a lump sum payment based on interest versus say using the debt snowball, which is basically paying off smallest to greatest. All right. Now, the other thing you got to keep in mind too, is when you're deciding on how to pay off your debt is you need to kind of look at both scenarios because cash flow matters too. Like if you're living paycheck to paycheck month after month and you have a lot of minimum payments going out, that's eating up your monthly income. And that adds a lot, a lot of, a lot of financial stress. All right. So if you have a lot of smaller debts though, that this $1,400 plus some, depending on if you're a family, could wipe out a lot of those smaller credit card debts with those minimum payments. Yes, you might pay a little bit more interest long term, but on a monthly basis, you're actually able to breathe. And that is something that I'm willing to pay for if I'm constantly living paycheck to paycheck and stressed out. I mean, that that's a key. I mean, we learned that along the way. I mean, you, you kind of think about it if you, you know, if you're, if you pay off one larger interest payment and the payment is, you know, let's just say $200 a month, or you could pay, one or two or three or four or five smaller cards where maybe the payments were $300 a month. Yes. The interest might work out in the favor, uh, not in your favor in the long run, but monthly you've just given yourself an extra hundred dollars a month. You got it. You got it. And I'm a big fan of that. Like I, I think it's critical that we get to the point where we're on a monthly basis that we're, that we are able to breathe where there is that less stress where for instance, like Ryan just said, you know, you just freed up a hundred bucks. Well, what happens now, let's say you paid those debts off. Well, next month, all of a sudden, you got a flat tire. Well, now you have an extra $100 a month instead of having to put it on a credit card to say, hey, I get to fix this flat tire with cash, right? So there, there is some strategy involved in this. It's, it's not one or the other. I would just look at your situation, say, hey, can we use a lump sum payment? Does that make sense? Or does it make more sense to say, use the debt snowball approach? So I'd look at both scenarios and not just pick one. Uh, just because you think it's the right way. I would just look at that, make a plan for it. Next area is, and <laughs> this one I might get beat up on a little bit, but that's okay. I think we need to talk about this, but um, should you have fun with it, especially if you're still building your emergency fund or getting out of debt? And I wanted to put this in here because uh, I, I work with a lot of people. And uh, I mean, Brian, Ryan and Amber, you guys are in the Life Without Payments group. You're in the Roots group. I mean, you see people asking questions and, and needing help too. And I find that a lot of people are out there, you know, and they're saying that, hey, I'm having a hard time getting traction. I'm, I'm not making progress as fast as I possibly could be. But then when something like this happens where there's a windfall of cash and it was unexpected, 
we find that sometimes they're not using all of that money to the best of their advantage to actually improve their situation where they might say, hey, I'm going to use some of it to build my emergency fund and I'm going to use some of it to pay down debt, but then I'm also going to use some of it for fun money. Like if, if you are, if you have that attitude, then you don't want this bad enough. Then you honestly, you, you almost deserve to feel like the way you feel because this is an opportunity for you to say, hey, how can we improve our situation and our financial situation? Not how can we go have more fun? Because in a lot of our cases, not everybody's, but in a lot of our cases, the fun and the extras is what's getting a lot of us into trouble, right? It's the overspending that's causing the issues. So this is one of those things for me, like I don't look, like if I'm in this situation where I don't have my emergency fund bill or I'm working on getting enough debt, me personally, I'm not looking at this money as fun money, all right? And the other thing you got to understand too, as an American citizen, we are all going to be freaking paying this money back at some point, right? It's just, it is, this money just doesn't get made up, right? It's going to have to get paid back at some point with further taxes or something in our future. Our kids are going to be paying it. Their kids are going to be paying for it, right? So eventually, it's not like this is just free money, right? I mean, eventually, we are going to pay for it. So you want to make the most of it to improve your situation. I mean, this is hard. I mean, especially I remember getting out of debt and those old feelings of I deserve it. I've been working hard. And I mean, the reality is you can justify anything. You can justify saying I'm going to put this X towards debt and I'm going to give this X towards that. And then I'm going to take X and go do this with it because I did the responsible thing by putting X towards debt when reality is potentially it all should be going to debt or should all be going to your emergency fund. Um, I mean, that's the... When you start really getting into this, you learn that. I mean, even now we're out of debt. We're going to get all this money. Trust me, I'm not going to go below the money we're going to get on just whatever I feel like. I mean, there's a plan to do things with it. Yes. Are we going to spend some money? Sure. We're going to have some fun with it. We can now, but a large chunk of it is not going towards just fun money. Yeah. I think too, what you, what comes, what it comes down to is your why. If you don't have a big enough why, you don't have those goals set it's going to be a lot harder to put this money where it should go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, I mean, that's it right there. I mean, you've, you've got to believe in, in your goals and that's where the money will go. Like, it's just an easy decision. And, and, and if you believe in that, why? Yep, that's exactly true. And again, and I, I'm, I do, I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say this. I'll be open and honest. Like, same as Ryan, you know, when I was getting out of debt, it was hard. I, at first, you know, yeah, we we went on some vacations here and there. We probably spent some money that we shouldn't have, but as someone who has now reached financial freedom, I look back at that and say, I wish I would have sacrificed more because it is so much better on this side, right? And the sooner I would have gotten there, the better off it would have been for me and my family. But I ended up slowing the process down because I kept giving in to those wants and giving in to those, you know, things that I, I really didn't need but felt I needed to have them in that time, right? But now looking back, it's like, I just, I, I see Man, if, if if I would be, if I was back in the same situation looking at this money, there's no question about it. Like there would be no fun involved. It would be all down to business and getting the plan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's like, you know, what Amber just said too. I mean, what you're really doing is, is if you're taking some of this money to just whatever, go have fun with it. But your why, it, let's just say your why is to buy a house in two years. You're sacrificing your goal to buy that house potentially on time or sooner by going to buy something that maybe you in a month or two, you're going to look at and be like, why'd I even buy this? Mm -hmm. Like yep. 
So what do you really understanding that? Why? I mean, that's a great point, Amber, to make, because that, that once we figured that out, there was hardly anything that could deter us from what we were trying to do. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's funny that you bring that up because I um, we're saving up for sizable down payment for a house right now. And uh, but I also really want to go on vacation coming up on in Easter. <laughs> right? Like I'm dying to go on vacation. Camping season hasn't quite opened. And the way Easter break lands for for my son, he's out after Easter break. And it's like, I just like to just maybe buy like a old used pop up and just go camping for a week. Right. And then sell it when I get back or do something with it. But I think it's just like Ryan said, we're not doing that because I immediately thought, no, that's just going to push off our big goal of not being able to buy a house sooner and not being able to realize that sooner. So it was just an easy decision. It's like, yeah, you feel that. But then all of a sudden it's like, no, we're not working on that right now. And and then we just forgot about it. So last one I want to talk about too is uh, if you're out of debt or if you're at a comfortable level of debt, right? Because obviously, you know, not everyone has the dream or goal to be completely debt free. We totally get that. But if you're at a level where you're comfortable with the amount of debt that you have, then you've got lots of options. And that's what we love about less debt and no debt is that you do have options, you do have less stress. You do get more choices, all right? So uh, like Ryan kind of pointed out, they're in a different spot now. So they're using that money for, what are you guys using that money for? Have you guys decided? <laughs> well, uh, we're redoing some of our garage, like um, kind of created more of like that garage. You've seen some of the stuff I've done. Yeah. Um, but we're also getting some stuff done around the house, some landscaping. Um, you know, we're getting a big project done. Some of that we had kind of planned for, um, so I mean, reality is this is going to kind of pay for that. So the rest of it is just kind of sitting in our savings and our kind of our emergency, you know, kind of, hey, we just, we have a plan, but we don't for some of it. It's just now it's like, we don't have a plan to spend it. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, we don't have any plans to like do anything crazy. We do know we have some vacations coming up that we were going to plan to save for, but now it's like, ah, we don't have to save for that. So yeah, that's some of what it's going to cover now. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point too. I think we sometimes get so heavy set on, well, there's gotta be a goal for every dollar. True. But what if the goal is just, Hey, I'm saving this money for some unforeseen thing that's going to come in the future that I have no idea is going to show up. That's a goal, right? You could right. save for the purpose of just saving, not saving for something. So yeah, if you, if you don't have anything to spend the money on, yeah, just park it. Amber, I'm interested. So if you were to get some stimulus, <laughs> what, what would you guys do with it? We, it's funny. We just got a, a decent um, amount of cash just as a gift for, for the holidays. And it sat in our bank account for uh, a few months. Like <laughs> it just sat there. It's March. And I just spent some of it a couple weeks ago. I've been looking at a table, looking at a kitchen table, watching it, watching the price. It went on sale once. I didn't get it. And it went on sale again. And I just said, forget it. I just keep thinking about it. And we talked about it. And we bought it. So yeah. we have our, our new house. Our table didn't look right. We bought a new table. <laughs> is it awesome to get to the point where the where that money isn't such a distraction? And it's like just... It just sat there for three months. I know. It's an amazing yeah. feeling. And it takes a while to get to that mindset when you just have like, there's just a pile of money in the bank. It's like, what is that for? I don't know. Nothing right now. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> but if I got extra, 
it's all investing. I'm just, I'm gung ho on this investing thing. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. So, you know, you've got options. You can spend it, have some fun, save it for large purchases. Uh, like Amber said, invest it, you know, use it to max out whatever investment vehicle that you're using. Uh, lots of opportunities though for that money. So again, like we talked about, the main point of this show is just to have a plan for that money. And, and we talk about it a lot. There is no, no such thing as like this extra money. Uh, because extra money just gets spent on a bunch of stuff you can't remember. So just have a plan for that money, make the most of it, and you will find that it will help you uh, move further along uh, the path that you're working towards. So thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.